again. Um, it's actually a Sunday I'm recording this. It's actually New Year's Day. I'm sorry that it's been a while since I've posted anything. A lot's gone on. I will get to some of that. Um, it's been a very crazy time since I've last recorded, and there's just a lot of reasons. Made it very hard for me to come back and do some recording, but I um, do have one more thought kind of wrapping up everything that we've been talking about, and then I wanted to share some of what uh, is kind of new, um, share some of uh, some new thoughts, some different things, and uh, so this is kind of wrapping up everything that came before, and then um, I'll have another episode or two looking forward, looking at new things going on, um, looking at the new year and what that could look like. But we were looking at some thoughts that I've been having from um, our previous foster daughter um, and everything that happened there. And there's one thought that I've had that I think kind of wraps everything up pretty well. And I really wanted to share it with everyone. Um, and it's, uh, it's kind of looking at where I now am seeing, um, that relationship, but also, um, just the fact that we, we still have three daughters and, uh, trying to navigate all of this. It's really easy. It's not uncommon when someone loses a child for them to have a complete obsession with the child who's lost. And uh, it, it can do a lot of damage to families. It's, it's not at all uncommon for there to be a lot of damage to families with something like that happening. And I wanted to be able to take some time to talk about how I feel like God is working with me in all of this. Right? I've talked a lot specifically about our previous foster daughter and some things that God is teaching me in that. But God has spoken pretty clearly to me about my role right now as a dad and what, what all of that looks like. And what, what God has pointed me to is the parable of the prodigal son. Um, and just kind of a, a recap of the story. Uh, in, in Jesus' parable, a man has two sons. The youngest son comes to him, demands his inheritance. The dad goes ahead and gives it to the son, and the son leaves for a distant country. In that distant country, the son squanders everything. Uh, it says on wild and dissolute living. I mean, just, you know, living it up, partying, uh, doing fairly immoral stuff, not, not living a good life. Then a famine strikes. And the son has nothing to fall back on, wasted all the money. And no one's willing to help the son. And so the son has to sell himself into slavery. And finally, the son says, you know, what? I'm going to go back to my father. And I, I can't be a son anymore, but I could at least be a slave. Uh, 
you know, the slaves were always taken care of, so at least I will be surviving. So that's exactly what happens. The son goes back to the dad, but the dad sees the son a long way off, and the dad celebrates, oh my goodness, my son who was dead is alive, and they throw this huge party. The son cannot even begin talking to the dad about coming back as a slave. The dad just interrupts all of it, accepts the son back, begins a huge party. But the older son doesn't show up to the party. And so the dad leaves, goes out to the fields, finds the older son. And the older son says, what on earth are you doing? Like, you never threw a party for me. I've been here this whole time. I've been a good kid and you've not thrown me a party. And now this son comes back and you're having a party. What's going on? And the dad says, look, everything that's mine is yours. Like, yes, you've been with me the whole time. Everything that's mine's yours. But this son was dead and is alive again. So shouldn't we celebrate? And a lot of times we get this image, somewhat because it's the way the parable is told. It's, it's the focus of the parable, right? The, the parable is told because Jesus is talking to the religious leaders of his day, and they're upset that Jesus is hanging out with sinners. And so Jesus tells this parable to say, hey, like, these are the people I should be with because they were lost. But now they're found, so we should be celebrating. We shouldn't be upset that people who are far from God are coming near to God. We should celebrate with them. So there is a focus in the parable on the lost. The, the point that Jesus is telling the parables, God is going out and seeking after the lost, and we should be glad that God is seeking after the lost. And so there is a natural focus in the parable on the lost, the lost son. It's told after a parable where a shepherd goes after a lost sheep. And it's told after a parable where a woman searches for a lost coin. So there is a focus on the lost child. But I don't know about you, but when I normally hear this parable, when I normally think about this parable, I get an image of the dad just kind of standing around waiting for this lost son to come back. We, we, we get this thought like the, the dad has to be so totally obsessed with this lost child that the dad is just constantly all the time sitting looking for the lost child to come back. But that's not really what the parable says. And I think if we actually look at this situation and try to apply it to similar situations in real life, we would come to understand that's not really what's going to happen. So here's how God has been working with this parable with me. Um, and in a lot of ways, I'm I'm kind of realizing the parable doesn't quite fit, and I'm very grateful it doesn't fit. Um, 
you know, our, our previous foster child didn't, uh, you know, go off with wild behaviors and wasn't some, you know, horrible person and um, didn't purposefully choose to leave our house. Um, our, our previous foster placement was, in a lot of ways, a great placement. Almost, you know, the, the majority of the time that we had our previous foster daughter, it was a great placement. It worked really well. There were things that came up, but for the most part, it was a, a good placement. And um, it's not like she made an intentional choice to do things to force herself out. And it's not like I'm expecting that she's gone off somewhere and is, you know, partying and engaging in a whole bunch of immoral and awful behavior or anything like that. So that part of it doesn't fit. Um, it's also not true that there's no one to help her, right? That's, that is a big part of the parable of the prodigal son. There was no one to offer help. And um, she has a lot of supports, uh, just as many supports as when she was with us. And um, that's an amazing thing. That's a great thing. So God is kind of encouraging me, hey, you know, be praying that this parable doesn't come true for her because that would be a horrible thing. Right now, it, that isn't true, but she is the child who's gone and she's left. And that is what has spoken a lot to me. But there are also children at home. And in the parable of the prodigal son, or the child who's at home gets very upset and, and lashes out because the dad celebrates this child who left coming back. But the response of the dad isn't, hey, look, that child was dead, so I should celebrate and that's it. No, the dad first says, everything that's mine is yours. You've been with me all this time and everything that's mine is yours. The dad is in some way saying, look, I have loved you this whole time. I have loved you and I have cared for you this whole time. You've always had my love. But, but this child didn't have that for a time. And now the child's come back and I'm throwing a party because this should be a good and joyful thing. But this party right now doesn't change all of the love I've demonstrated to you over these years where this child was gone. I don't think the dad could have said, you've been with me all this time and everything that's mine is yours. Dad spent all of his time only focused on the road looking for the lost child. The dad was doing the work of a parent and loving the child who was at home, even while paying attention in the distance and having to think about a child who was lost. And that's where I'm at. You know, our children have all been dealing with this a bit differently, some better than others. But I can't just get so caught up 
in our previous foster placement. And thoughts about her and uh, you know decisions I wished I'd made or, or changes I want to make. Like I, I can't get so caught up in just the past and things out of my control that I miss parenting the kids who are currently in my house. I can definitely learn, and, and I, I think I have learned better how to be a parent and what I need to try to do and some things I need to address, but I can't get so caught up in just the fact that our previous foster placement isn't here, that I miss out on being the parent my daughters need me to be now. I'm asking God to help me know what it looks like. What reminding me what it looks like just to to be a parent in the present in this moment and and what are the lessons that I need to take. But in a lot of ways being a parent to kids who are with you is kind of I mean it's not easy. It's definitely not an easy job. But it's the thing we know. It's it's the experience that we understand being the dad who both is the parent to the kids who are here but also is still trying to do what god wants to a child who was part of your home and is no longer isn't something you're ever really taught how to do and, and it's not directly answered in this parable, right? The, the parable doesn't have anything to say about what the dad did in the time the son was gone. The dad continued parenting the son who was there. We know that. The dad was ready for the son who was gone to come back. We know that. But this space of waiting we don't know much about. We don't know how long it was. We don't know what the dad did in the meantime. All we know is that the dad continued loving. And we know that the parable is told because the dad in the parable is supposed to be a reflection of who God really is. God is the dad who both loves his children who are who are with him and who are in relationship with him and who continues loving and caring for the children who aren't with him at all and who've wandered away. So God has been working with me through this, trying to help me understand what what it looks like for me to be a parent to our daughters as as we all go through this how can i show them the the love and care that they need right now and how do i continue reaching out and caring for them while at the same time pointing out that there is still something prayer 
just kind of making myself mentally, emotionally, relationally prepared. Um, there, there's something for me to do in the meantime. But also kind of reminding me that this whole thing, it, it's supposed to be drawing me closer to God. And, and I believe as, as a Christian, I am supposed to be a reflection of God's love. So if I am learning and growing into becoming someone who can embody the love of the Father in this parable, then that is me, loving like God loves. So I don't have a lot of concrete answers. But what I do know is this. God is, has been speaking to me that I am, in a way, living this parable out right now. I am called to love with all that I am. Children who are at home with me. To, to love them and, and, and make sure that they understand that my love for them is available for them as they need it. But also, there is still a place and a calling to love a foster placement who's not in my home anymore. And sometimes that will only look like prayer. When we are ready to take another foster placement, there's a good chance that we will take a foster placement and they'll be with us for some amount of time. They'll go back to be with their family. That all will move, situation will move on and we won't have communication with them. We won't really need to. The um, care that we will have given them will have been just for a season. And I can still pray for them. I can still pray that you know, God will continue to be with them and that, that things will go well with them. That's still something for me to do. It is still a clear way for me to show love to people who need it. And for those situations, whether it's the situation with our previous foster child or future ones where there will be an ongoing relationship, or there might be an ongoing relationship. Preparing my heart for that so that I can, like the father in the parable, be ready for that time to come. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but again, whatever it does look like, I think the more I come to look like the father in this parable, it would mean that I'm coming to look more like God. And that, as a Christian, is the most important thing. Thank you for joining me. I I hope that this has spoken to you. God bless you all. Take care.